All right, my friend, welcome to the next episode of the Fit at Home podcast, where we have your best fundamental tips, tricks, and resources to help you improve your workout lifestyle at home for the next seven days and beyond. Because after all, when it comes to getting the best shape of your life, there's no place like home. I'm Matt Schifferly from the Red Delta Project, and with me as always, my host, Al Painter. Why don't we jump right on into it? These are our first off. We, of course, our workout tips of the week to help you improve your workouts. I'll go first here. And my workout tip of the week is kind of coincided with diet as well. But the idea is don't get too hung up on like optimization. I mean, you hear that a lot in our fitness culture, optimize this, maximize that, get as much as you can out of it. And it quickly oftentimes leads to an all or nothing kind of mindset where, well, if you can't do it to the best of your ability, if you can't be optimal in your workout, like let's say, for example, you get out of work late, you're kind of tired, you still have time to get a workout in, but it's not going to be optimal. And that can shut it right down and say, well, what's the bother of even trying? Well, there's a lot of value in the initial part of the workout because the first set, the first exercise, the first five minutes, 10 minutes, what have you, that's usually where the sweetest fruit of your labors comes from, where you get the best results out of it. So oftentimes we're skipping if we're like, I just have enough time for the first part of the workout, that's the best part. So it's kind of like saying, well, the pizza doesn't have any crust, I'll throw the rest of it away. It's like, no, you're throwing away the good stuff. So don't be too hung up on optimization, hung up on maximization and stuff. Because overall, your workouts, like the ones that are really effective, that are really going to move the needle are always going to be relatively small percentage of your total workouts. A lot of your workouts are just going to be kind of show up hold your ground, feel good, get it done, and keep the ball moving forward. They're not really going to move the needle that much, especially as you get more advanced, but they're still very much worth doing for those, and they oftentimes will lead to those better workouts down the road. So don't give up, even if it's not quite optimal, and don't worry too much about optimization. All it needs to do is keep moving forward and getting better wherever you can make it happen. Yep, one of the best pieces of advice I ever got playing baseball was somebody told me, you have to have bad at bats so you can have the good ones. And it's yep. kind of the same idea. You know, I, I think that's a big thing that fitness culture pushes that to where it's got to be insta worthy or it's insta worthless every yeah. time. You know, yeah. it's, it's not like paint on the canvas that you're given. And, and it's kind of like, well, my, my elbow's sticking out of my skin, but I got to do my push ups. Like, mm-hmm. not really you could do single leg squats or bridges or on your back you know so yeah yeah, people words words of wisdom take it to the bank and deposit it what's your workout tip of the week here al my workout tip is find your minimum effective dose moderation Mm -hmm. more and and hammer less um recently i was listening to a lewis house podcast today actually and there was a doctor on there and he was talking about there were three groups of students that they took uh, into their final exam week. There was one group that didn't do anything physically. There was one group that three days a week, moderate exercise. And then one other group, hundred or the uh, seven days a week at just high intensity levels, right? Mm-hmm. And they did a whole bunch of markers and whatnot to find out stress levels. They found that the moderate group was the happiest, the least stressful and showed the fewest symptoms of depression because they were moderate, steady as you go. Right. So I think that that's that moderation um, 
early and often over the long haul is such a better approach because like you've said in your books, can you do this in 20 years still? It's, it's just, it's more sustainable. You're not going to burn out mentally. It's a lot more difficult to burn out physically. You're going to stay fresh. Plus if you have, and I think the biggest component to the study was they didn't mention it, but what I'm thinking is stress for finals. I remember what that was like. If you load all this physical stress on top of that, then when does your body get to recover? It doesn't, yeah. right? You've got the mental stress on top of the physical stress. So, and I think right now, you know, you got a lot of parents whose kiddos are going back to school. It's a big transition for kids, especially if your parents moved you 674 miles away from your last school. So there's a little bit of adjustment. There's a little bit of stress. So you can't really push. And I think moderation just allows you to enjoy a really fun movement session more, right? Absolutely. I think a sweet spot for a moderation workout could be anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes. But I've been going 45 minutes lately. I'm feeling better. I'm looking forward to exercising and moving more. I'm doing it every other day kind of uh, cadence. And yeah. it's working for me. Where I am right now, it's working for me because that moderation is not hammering away at the battery stores from other places that I need to give energy to beginning of that you really kind of hit on something of the people who are just happier the happiest like you you talk to the people who seemingly have it all together in the gym or with their diet and stuff and they're often the most miserable people with their fitness career because they're always going all out and they just can't stop and enjoy it and coming from an athletic background myself I remember lots of times where I really knuckled down for several months in order to prepare for a race or some event. And even if I did well in that event, I would look back and be like, was it worth it? Like, I don't know, it really, really was worth it to be honest with you. you know. But then I would have other times in my life where it's like, I'm working at like that 80% range, that 75% range. And I felt like I did pretty good for what I did. And I'd be on cloud nine. Because it's all that cost to benefit ratio, like high cost, you'd better have a high benefit to make it worthwhile. And even yep. then you're going to question, was it really worth it? But when the cost is very manageable and the benefits are still pretty good because, you know, that initial hit is where you get most of your benefit. If you've got low cost, but high benefit, even if it's not optimal or going like crazy, if you're going with that minimum effective dose, it's going to feel like you're doing great. It's indoor dietary tips of the week here. <laughs> So my dietary tip may seem a little bit at odds, but uh, if you want more information on this, check out my latest episode at the Red Delta Project podcast, because this is basically what I touched on. But the, uh, the point of the podcast basically boils down to don't worry about workout nutrition uh, too much. You know, a lot of people, they really bend their heads over backwards and they're getting lost in the ethers of like, what do I eat before my workout? And what do I eat directly after the workout? Or even what should I eat during the workout? And there's a lot of this coming from, of course, of all places, companies that are trying to sell you products saying you have to consume this before and that after and all this sorts of thing. And it's not that this stuff isn't important, but nine times out of 10, it really isn't relevant to the average exerciser. Because my general rule of thumb that I've just learned over the years for myself is that any type of bout of physical activity that's an hour or less doesn't require any sort of special nutritional consideration uh, for the most part. It's just like, if it's an hour or less, I don't need to eat anything special around it or because of it or with it. 
And the big reason for this is because most of your nutrition doesn't depend on what you do within a five minute or one hour time span. It's what you just do in the whole big picture. You know, how many calories do you get throughout the week? How much protein do you get throughout the week, throughout the month? Those are the things that are actually going to be much more important in your recovery, in how ready you are for your workout. Like if you're going to do a workout tonight, your ability to be fueled up and nutritionally ready for that workout depends on what you've eaten for the past 72 hours, not what you eat five minutes beforehand. Same thing with your recovery. I had some tuna fish sandwich for lunch today, and that's helping me still recover from a workout I did on Sunday. And it's Wednesday now as we're recording this. So what I'm saying is not that nutrition isn't important. Of course, it's extremely important. But we've been drilled into this idea with a lot of companies and media out there saying that because you do this thing called a workout, that requires special nutritional consideration. And for the most part, it doesn't. God, man, when I first got into mountain bike racing, I would have, like I had it down to a, the, the goo, the, the gel bottles there in the left pocket. And then I, I'd have the, the noon bottle for the first lap. And then I have noon plus hammer nutrition on the second lap. And then if there was a third lap, I'd have another. I mean, it was just like, how long were these and races? Then at some point, what's that? How long were these races? You would think I was riding in the Tour de France, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was just a 90 minute mountain bike race. And then I figured out that, you know what, man, you are just flooding your body with sugar. You're spiking and you're crashing. You don't need all of that. And once no. I started to cut all that away, oddly enough, I felt better and I rode better. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you're trying to lose weight. And be like, I'm trying to lose weight. What do I eat after my workout? Nothing. Don't put those mm-hmm. calories back. That's like, I just got out of credit card debt. Now what do I spend my, my uh, credit on? It's like nothing. You, you just did the work. Don't undo it. My nutrition tip is you're going to have a lot of kiddos coming home from school. They're going to be super hungry and they're going to want snacks and they're going to leave a little bit of their snacks left over on the plate. If you're a parent, don't eat them. Don't eat them. Put them in a Tupperware thing. And, and for those of you old enough to know what Tupperware is, thank you, because I'm 50 now and Tupperware is like, you know, they have the Tupperware parties and everything. <laughs> anyway, uh, you're just going to eat up extra calories that aren't going to go anywhere, right? And you're going to store them in places you don't want to, unless you are riding your bike more than 20 minutes, two, twice a week. But don't do that because the kids eat things that taste really good because their kids starchy carbs are like their main food group and for somebody who's older that starchy carbs are gonna kill you you eat them a lot so unless there are vegetables on the plate don't eat it just let it go let just pack it away and tell the kids that hey i made you a new snack <laughs> oh okay right but if you try to give it to them tent this is the same one i don't want it. it's been sitting out maybe a fly touched it I'm like well you know what this piece right here it's been sitting out overnight. How about that? But you know what? I'm going to tell you it's brand new and you're going to eat it. Yay! I'm going to save money while you have your snack. Companies do that. Taco Bell, like, oh, we'll just reuse that meat and this other <laughs> thing we're going to make. And it's brand new. And finally, we have our resources of the week. Uh, these are things that we've used in the past and we think can be helpful for you. And mine is an unusual one that don't knock it till you try it kind of thing. So I'm like the king of like making salads. And whenever I make salads, my basic thing is just how much can I put in there? Just different stuff to improve the taste and the texture and the nutritional value and everything. One thing that I've been using a lot is just good old fashioned trail mix. Now I'm not saying like the trail mix with the M&Ms and things like that. No, no, like you go into 
the grocery store and they make these pouches of things called salad toppers. And it's like slivered almonds and little bits of coconut maybe and walnuts and stuff. And they just add this taste and this texture to the salad and it just brings it up to another level like craisins and stuff, it's wonderful. But you get the little tiny bag and it's like, I don't know, $29 at Whole Foods or whatever ridiculous price for this little thing, but it's basically trail mix. So instead of that, just go over to like the chips and nuts section in the grocery store, get some real basic trail mix with some nuts and some chewy dried fruits in it and stuff like that. Put that on your salads. It, do, it, it's like, it doesn't seem to make sense too much, but it improves everything you want out of your salad. It's really quick and easy. Just, you know, splash it on. You don't need to cook anything and stuff. And it makes salads a hell of a lot better. So trail mix on your salads, folks. Use it. It's awesome. There you go. Love it. My resource of the week, my friends, is find a hobby that relaxes you. Recently, for my birthday, the kids got me the 1966 Adam West Batmobile Lego car thing, right? Sweet. And, yo, hold on. Oh, show, 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 please. <laughs> so awesome, dude. Don't hold out. Those on. of you oh, just listening are missing out. It even comes with the angry Batman. Yes, I love it. <laughs> right? That was my first introduction to Batman as a kid. At any rate, put that thing together mm-hmm. was a lot of fun. It was super relaxing. Whenever I build Legos with the kids, it just uses a different part of the brain and it allows me to, to take the real world and just put it off to the side. Anytime yeah. that we've put a puzzle together, that has completely relaxed me. Or if we're playing a board game or, you know, just drawing uh, coloring in a color book i'm telling you that's one of the best ways to de-stress yeah that one's been proven multiple times over you know coloring uh, um writing stories or whatever just find a hobby that uses a different part of your brain that doesn't usually get used and i think it, it helps to relax a ton because we often neglect that whole relaxation thing as part of fitness you know it's like the grind and the go 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 and harder and faster and you got to work for but we often forget that part of it is still extremely important. If anything, it's more important these days because we're getting less of it. And no folks watching TV and chilling, you know, they say Netflix and chill. That's not real chilling. Like there's yeah. something about real actual relaxation that still involves some degree of engagement and work by your mind and your hand. Like you were building that Lego car. Like you had to think about what you were doing and yeah. wait a minute, did I put that piece there and things like that. It still involves some engagement, like the coloring books and stuff, but just totally being passive and zoning out, there's, we're missing something there. Well, yeah, definitely. And, and a lot of the de-stress is if you lower your stress hormones, the good systems in your body have a much better chance to work and you'll just feel better. Oh, amen to that. I've always noticed that whenever I get sick, it's when I'm getting the most stressed. I just overload yep. my system with a lot of worry and anxiety and stress and everything. And that's when my immune system takes a hit. It's that sort of thing. And uh, whenever I'm feeling pretty relaxed, uh, like a, a, I get uh, better sleep and everything, suddenly it's like, yeah, I could go swim in like, you know, COVID-19 Petri dishes and I'd be fine. <laughs> it's like, I'm invincible. So take it to heart, folks. It's not, you know, being a wuss or anything by, by relaxing and stuff like that. It's really important for your overall health and well-being for sure. Okay, I'll yeah, send us definitely. home with some words of wisdom. What do you got for us? Go find green, people. Go find green. Uh, nature, 
nature, nature, nature. Uh, there's so many studies about the effects of nature and immune system response, a positive immune system response, and the smells. I believe it's the hinoki oils from a cypress tree is extremely beneficial to us. And even if it's in a mister rather than you're out and about in the cypress trees, that's been shown to be beneficial. So go find green people, be green awesome. and, and <laughs> green enjoy it. Good. Or if you're out here in Colorado with, well, not quite yet, probably a little bit later in September, go find gold. Those Aspen golds will be coming out in the Rockies and it is gorgeous. Hike, bike, walk, whatever you can do, get outside folks. All right. Well, we'll talk to you next week, folks, with our best top tips, tricks, and resources next week. Till then, this is Matt and Al reminding you to stay strong and lead by example.